What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Let's Talk podcast with me, your host, Sagrika. I hope you guys are keeping well, staying safe. I actually wanted to get more into like giving you guys updates at the start of the episode. Not like there's much happening in my life, but I feel like just giving you small updates about what I've been doing would be like a fun way to start the episode. But yeah, recently right now, I've just been getting a lot into like TikToks, but not like the TikTok dances. That's different. I've been getting a lot more into like pranking people and like because I'm with my family right now and a few friends that I can meet I like trying different pranks like two pranks that I tried in like the last week was the the pasta challenge which is like the neck crack challenge and different people and like just seeing their reactions is so funny and right now my guest is listening to this right now so she's probably like what the hell is she doing in her free time but trust me guys once you try the reaction challenge or like the prank or whatever it is just so much fun to see people's reaction plus it gives you something to do you know you can just always figure out different things to like prank them with and the second one was the nosebleed challenge that i just used like liquid lipstick to like fake blood but that stuff works and i tried it on my dad and trust me guys it's so much fun if you're looking for something to do in this free time trust me go on tiktok find ways to actually get involved in the pranks and trust me you'll never get bored again okay so now getting into the episode for today guys on the show we have with us janet huang now for those of you who don't know janet she's the founder artist and creative director of janet gwen designs now she was the first person to actually start the whole marble trend that you guys see everywhere she's literally the face behind the marble trend and the fun part of this whole stuff is that she actually started her business in high school at 17 by making phone cases laptop cases and right from there she started making six figures from her business now her products are hand packaged and for some reason like they're just so aesthetically pleasing that when you look at them you want to get work done you want to be more productive (laughs) so get excited because we're talking all things business not following the traditional path and following your dreams so let's just dive right into the episode today with janet I am Sagrika, your host at the Let's Talk podcast. On this podcast, I invite students to discuss topics that are essential to student life. And I believe listening to others and their stories is a great way to find yourself in the journey. So please join me with learning something new in every episode we have. Thank you for being a part of this community. I'm happy you're here. Hi, Janet. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to talk to you about your journey, how you got started, what it took to be this successful, and how we can join you in this path as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to dive into all the questions you have. Yes. So, Janet, just getting right into it, before we get into our listener questions, tell me more about your journey, about you, your background, and who you are and what you do. Um, I grew up in California and then from there I went doing I think elementary like the end of elementary school I ended up um, my dad got a new job and then we ended up in Charlotte North Carolina so since then I've been in North Carolina's um, well ever since I was younger I always did entrepreneurship things Um, like even in elementary school we always had like snack carts like you had to find like have money for so my parents didn't always give me money so I would sell my stationary goods so like I had a Hello Kitty notebook that I would rip into pages and sell like three pages for five dollars to my friends and classmates wow so that way I was 
<laughs> yeah, because I then the, they had like those book reading clubs, like those little book fairs that we always had and stuff like that. So for me, I was always finding ways to basically make money. So I didn't have to ask my parents for money. So I always had the entrepreneurship um, spirit, even when I was young. So then as I got older, I realized that I like creative things. And that's what I wanted to do. So um, like in high school, I fast tracked through high school, but I only had one course to graduate um, high school with, but they didn't want me to graduate early. So I was just like, okay, what am I going to do now? So with so much time on my hand, I started painting phone cases in my art class. And I was just like, okay, this is cool. And then everyone's just like, okay, where'd you get that from? I'm like, I did it. And then they're like, well, can I pay you to do it? I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Right. And then I was like, okay, if people are willing to pay me to paint their phone cases and I can do it during class, I was like, okay. So then that just kind of kept snowballing from there. Wow, so you kind of had the idea of it ever since high school, but you just had to build upon it then. Exactly. So when I saw that there was interest from other people, I was just like, okay, I think this could be a business before I even knew what a business really was. Because then when I graduated high school, I was just like, okay, I either go to college or I do something, but I couldn't not not do nothing. Mm -hmm. So I did end up at community college, but I also had three retail jobs. I was working like 90 hour weeks on top of also trying to run a business when JG first started. So I literally was working from like 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. and then would work on JG like for two or three hours before I knocked out and had maybe like three hours of sleep or whatever time frame. I ended up falling asleep to wake back up to do it all over again. So in those times, I was building out JG, like building out the phone cases. We started our Etsy shop in, I think, 2016, I want to say. It's been so long. We've been, JG's been around for six years. So I don't know off the top of my head what year we started because I feel like it's been a long time but also not at the same time which is weird to say so um since then like we went we did start the golden marble trend like on the laptops because I got a macbook and I was like okay all the cases (laughs) out there are so ugly I got mine from amazon it's like a basic color I just wanted something funner and cooler so I remember um having marble contact paper I'm just like okay what do I put this on my laptop case now just like okay that looks cool but then what if I did gold accent so it kept snowballing from there and I posted that one picture of my case on Pinterest and then it just went viral. That's amazing. You wouldn't think that, right? Like if you use YouTube, Pinterest, like one little thing can really just go viral. And from there, like you just shoot up. Like you literally just one product, one little thing and you shoot up. That's amazing. And like when you were just getting started, of course, with the phone cases, did you maybe like research other people in the industry like who were as successful as you or where you were trying to be? Did that help in any way? No, not in the very beginning. I didn't look at any of that because I was going to school and I really didn't understand when I started, when I graduated high school, Instagram had just started becoming a thing. So we didn't really have, social media wasn't that big thing. We had Facebook, but we, Instagram was just starting. So where it became a big deal in our crowd. So then once I started getting on Instagram, I was just like, so I see all these other people with a lot of followers. This was before influencer marketing was a huge thing as it is today. I was just like, I wonder if I ask these people to work with me, will they work with me? So I partnered with this blogger and she would promote my stuff and I would have to ship it. So I didn't realize at that stage, I was basically partnering with someone to drop ship my item. So that blew my mind because she had like in the first day of me just starting that business with Hope, which I didn't realize was a partnership in some ways. We had like 10 orders from all over the country and world. So I was just like, oh, I actually don't know how to ship to France and I don't know how to ship to Canada and I don't know how to ship to other states. Exactly. And that's what that's what's the confusing part, right? Like I know so many people who want to start their business right now, but there's just so many factors that go into it, right? Like the shipping process, if you want to ship worldwide, like how does that process work? And like, who can we as like students or individuals reach out to like when we have these questions you know um so I learned everything from Google (laughs) 
I always joke, but it's serious. Like I seriously did. If I didn't know something, I would just Google it. So once I realized I got into kind of a like tight, like obviously orders have to go out right away. And I'm just like, oh crap, I don't have shipping supplies. I just went out to like Walmart, got shipping supplies and started shipping that way because I was just like, well, there's nothing else for me to do. I just know that goes in an envelope. And then I went to the post office and dropped off every single one, had them print me the labels there. Nowadays, we have obviously a more sophisticated mm-hmm. system shipping things out. But in the beginning, I just I just remember, okay, my mom used to take things to the post office. What if I did that for now? But then w- when I started having an Etsy shop, they t- like Etsy is a really great platform to get started on if you have a creative small business because it is a marketplace, so you don't have to worry about your own traffic. Second, um, they teach you like they have such like they have help like guidelines. What am I trying to like? Not guidelines, but they do have those like getting started books and stuff like that, like how to ship, how to list your first product. So that's really helpful because they walk you through everything step wow, by step. I never knew Etsy could do that, but I do see people posting their brand pictures and stuff on it like I definitely need to get into that more but I actually want to know more about your path after high school like I was reading your website and I saw that you didn't you didn't follow the traditional path which is so interesting because I have had so many people on this podcast that actually dropped out and they only have success stories and kind of that breaking that misconception of that you have to go to college to be successful like I really want to talk to you and get your perspective on that and like the kind of support you received throughout the process so there'll be no support on that so yeah traditionally again like I know it only was a couple of years ago but it feels like such a lifetime ago in a different generation where like, college was supposed mm-hmm. to be your next step after high school so I was stuck on the path where my parents were like if you don't go to college then you're never gonna get a good job and then you're never gonna make it in life so that was the mentality I was always ingrained in me but I never actually had a desire to go to college or anything but I just felt the pressure from Lily like my parents from being like, well, you're going to waste everything in your life if you don't go to college. So as a compromise, I did go to community college. But while I was in community college, I also had three retail jobs. So I was like getting burnt out because I was like full-time college student and then doing basically working full-time and then also just starting um, JG on the side. Because I realized that as many hours as I was clocking for my retail job and as much work I basically had no interest in school, but I still like showed up obviously to class. But I was that person that would, they in the classes that they didn't penalize you for absence, I would literally miss every single class but still show up to take the test. What? And yeah, I did pass the test because I was just like, I was that person that can procrastinate, but like cram really hard for a test and still pass. My One of my teachers actually did call me out for it. She's like, I love how you never show up for class. Test, and you yeah. At least know what you're doing. And I was just like, mm, I'm sorry. So that was actually kind of embarrassing because I was just like, okay, so someone does notice that I don't show up. But so that was my work around the system of like obviously getting my work done, but also not showing up every single day, which is awful. But so I did the college thing and the school, but I got burnt out. But I realized I was putting so much effort into a dream I didn't believe in, which is college and putting in working so hard for everyone else for retail because I was literally clocking so many hours. I was like, OK, what if I actually just spent some time on myself and JG? It could actually be something. So that's when I started like pivoting. So every time I got a free moment, I was learning how to market things on Pinterest and Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, I just got started from wow, there. I, I can completely relate to you because I come from a brown household, too. And having conversations like these, like it definitely requires you to sit with them and like talk to them, explain it to them. And of course, like my parents, I can speak for myself, but my parents are definitely getting more open-minded about these things, but it still requires a lot, you know? But how did you kind of like still move ahead with your dream, even though you knew that it might not end up that great or maybe it would end up great? Like, how did you still keep going, you know? 
because <laughs> my mindset has always been fail forward so if I fail at least because this a lot of people don't realize this is my third time starting this business so this is the third time that JG actually became an official business so I did start at 17 I stopped after I had to start college then I started again at 18 and then that's when I partnered with, up with that influencer and we had all those orders and I didn't know how to ship and I got freaked out so I was like now I'm gonna not do anything then at 19 I actually officially started that Etsy shop so I really always believe in that at least I tried and keep failing forward and figure it out as I, I love go. that mindset actually I love that I really need to get into that as well yeah I no, you're totally fine. Like, I just don't believe in, like, not trying. And, like, you have no one, like, your own limitation is yourself. Like, I truly believe that. And especially since we all at the age where we have the internet at our fingertip, there's no reason for us not to know something. And if we don't, Google, literally. I Google every single thing I have. No, I completely understand. With me, like, literally before starting this podcast, I knew nothing about technology and, like, getting your podcast on platforms. And trust me, YouTube has been my best friend ever since. Ever since, literally. Yeah, and I'm guessing as an entrepreneur for you, like you have insane tasks and to-do lists, right? So like walk us through like what it looks like for you and like share all your tips for like upcoming entrepreneurs actually listening to this right now. I do have um, four, our team is kind of ever-changing and we've been doing a little bit of shuffling. I think we have about four or five people on the team right now. So it depends. So we have weekly check-ins with the whole team to create that culture and um like make sure that we're all on the same page, especially since my team, most of them is um, virtual. So we always want to make sure that we still build that team culture, even though not everyone's in the house. So each, especially on Mondays, each week starts with just like building out the project and end goal for the week. And then, then we delegate. How is it there. working with a team? Did you always know from the start that you wanted to create a team or did it kind of just go on with you starting your business and then of course expanding into a team? I never knew I was going to actually have a team because <laughs> I didn't know how far JG would get this time around. But I realized that once we started hitting that six figures in the first year and just having that volume that I would need help because I was trying to do everything myself and that's where I got burnt out real quick. So I started hiring help. So like we have someone who helps with customer service. We have a social media manager. We have two people in house that helps with production and orders. And so we do have quite an amazing team now that helps carry JG across because I actually run two businesses. So JG is one of them while I also have a digital oh, marketing wow. agent. That's so much on your plate. That's actually so much on your plate. I believe in time management. So sometimes I get done with my day by one, but I also get up earlier than I get. I get up around like 6 a.m. So it's still not that wow. bad. And like just talking about like starting your business at the starting stage, at least, I feel like one misconception that people have is that they just don't have enough time, especially when you're starting a business in high school or, you know, in college, in university, when you have other priorities as well. One thing that stops them is that, OK, I don't have enough time to get this started. Do you think that's true? And like as individuals, how can we just make more time towards our business as well if we want to get started with that? Right. Yeah. It's not about making more time. It's about matters of priorities. Like if you can find time to sit on the couch and watch TV, mm -hmm. then you can find time to do what's important to you. Like for me, like, yes, I run two businesses and they're rather like large in volume. It's still matter of priorities and delegating what's important, and what's not important. It makes you really focus down on like what you truly need to do versus focusing on the busy tasks that we feel like we need to do to keep busy and be yeah, successful. No, I completely get that. That's why one thing I try to tell myself is that I, if I, if this if me starting my business right now, like I really am thinking to start to realign myself with my best friend. But like I tell myself that if this keeps me happy, if it makes me get out of bed and actually get started, then why not? Then why not? Let me just try. Let me see where it goes, you know? Exactly. 
Right, yeah, because it's um, we'll always find time for the things that matter Definitely. to us. Definitely. And one thing about a successful business that I see all over Instagram or like social media is that find ways to relate your business, like what's happening in the world or like the current environment, right? Like when you started JC Designs, of course, like you started in high school, but like, did you ever think of like what your target audience was or what you wanted them to like get out of the products or like something specific, like your values, you know? Yes, my core value was always creating a product that started communication. So all whole entire um, brand was created to create conversation. So like a hand painted phone case is rather unique as like most phone cases are printed on and made like not with texture 3D. So I thought that if I created a product that made people want to actually speak to each other. So technology creates a barrier for Mm -hmm. us. I was my idea was always to create a product that would break down the barriers and that help strangers basically start conversations with each other and people started doing that right people actually started doing that yeah it was funny because my social media manager she's a little bit of an introvert but she saw someone with my um all laptop case design in a coffee shop in michigan randomly and she was just like so (laughs) i went over the talk i thought it was cool i was just like how did you feel about that she's like um pretty cool actually I, was, I went up to them I was like I work for this girl I was just like okay Kenzie I'm That's glad crazy. that you actually like she was like so excited and that made me like super happy for her because it literally did the one thing I wanted it to do was start conversations especially like among strangers is and a, over a product that's usually like creating barriers right because even though technology is supposed to connect mm-hmm. us more it actually has made us more disconnected I love that and actually when you were getting started did you ever think of if you wanted to produce less and make it better quality or you just wanted to like go all out because I feel like people really get stuck up in the concept of less is more and I always get confused and I'm like wait how should I get started or what should I keep in mind before starting it's definitely less is more in the very beginning our product line was very very concise in the beginning we only had that one laptop design with phone cases then we started phasing out phone cases as much as I love the hand-painted aspect it was actually not a scalable product so we just focused on what like not only what we wanted, but making sure that it's also what our audience wants because we don't want to create a product for yourself because you're not your target demographic. Like you asked me, like if I always knew who my target demographic was, no. Mm-hmm. I actually evolved with my brand and with my target demographic. As more and more, we got more and more customers, we got more and more feedback of who, what kind of person they were to create the person that, to create the like JG girl that we have now. Exactly. And feedback is everything, right? I feel like once you get out a product, the best way to get information on that product is feedback from customers because you're doing it for them. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, it, everything is designed for them and their lifestyle. And what's the best way you guys contact with customers? So I like to use our social media. I love DMing on customers or when they um, share a tag, um, IG stories um, with us and then stuff like that. That's a great way to break down barriers. We also... Um, are known for our customer service because we put a lot of thought and effort into our customer service. So we're easy, accept- we're really easily accessible from all fronts. So emails, customer service, like like customer service desk. So you email us, you chat with us, social media. Social media, so literally, social media tops it all. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It breaks down that barrier because like sometimes when people reach out to customer service, it's usually because they either have a question or problem while that um, social media allows it to have more of a personal feel and relationship to it. Right. And for you, what is like the biggest pet peeve about like the business industry or the entrepreneurial industry? Like the, your biggest pet peeve or if something you could change? I guess the hustle mentality, because I'm not sure if I, like I hustled so hard in the beginning, but I don't think I believe in that 
hustling all the time means that you're successful because you can hustle all day long and still not be where you want to be. It's literally about matters of priorities. Because my t- actually, I'll give you a bonus pet peeve is literally when people say they don't have time Ooh, to yeah. do something. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I, I understand your question about time. Like to me, it's not about whether you have enough time or where you make enough time. It's what is your priorities. <laughs> Time is another concept, man. It really is another concept. Like, sometimes you'll be tricked into thinking that you have enough time, but then, yeah, it's, it's another concept. It's it really is. Time. But right now, tell me, like, I know I looked, I asked you this before, but right now, especially, like, you working from home, has anything changed in, like, your productivity levels or, like, just you working from home? Like, how is how does a typical day in a life look for you? So my, yeah, I would like to say I'm a structured person. I can be when I want to be, but it's like, have you ever read that book, Atomic Habit? Mm-hmm. Nope. Love that book. Um, I recommend that to anyone. Atomic Habit is a very good book. It's not about having more discipline, but creating an environment that le- allows you to be disciplined. So working from home is tough because then I have excused as like, oh, hey, my bed is there. I could just yeah. sleep in a little more. My office, like, So it has been I've been working full time for the last six years at home. So it has been a little bit of a struggle to find like with COVID, nothing honestly has changed for us. The only thing that has really changed is our volume. Like, like, even though a lot of business has gone down with COVID, we've been really blessed because we all work from home brand. So our business really grew. So we're right now just in the process of looking for a warehouse to really split that whole work and life balance. Because our problem is that our inventory is overrunning our house. So I literally like if you saw on our IG, we have the IG reel that Layla shows all house like it's boxes stacked to the ceilings in every single room. Daily, I like to say I have a schedule where I wake up. I do. I I got a desk for my like bike. It's not a Peloton bike, but it's a stationary bike. I got a desk just because I realized that again, like I was kept telling myself, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to do this. But then I realized, okay, let me just put a desk on this bike. If I'm sitting on the couch doing all this computer work, I might as well sit on a bike and do it too. Ooh, okay. It's, at the end of it, it's like you can't make excuses. You can find excuses, you know, if you really yeah, want something, and go after it. Exactly. And I'm not really about excuses either. So that's my third pet peeve. <laughs> so you're getting a lot of pet peeves. Like, you can always make an excuse about something if you find the reason to, but what, instead of spending the effort to find an excuse, just find a reason why you should instead. And I feel you mentioning these pet peeves are actually so important because actually once you can like keep these things aside and be more mindful of this, you are on your path to success. Like literally, if you think Absolutely. about it. Yeah, because when I have client work and I don't get something done, it's not on them that I didn't get it done. It's also like if something personally happens, that's also personal, not business. It's not their fault if something happens. If I don't get my work done, I just didn't get my work done. Right. And this is actually my favorite part. But like if someone was to start a business right now, like what, according to you, is like key when it comes to actually executing it? Like actually walk us through a plan, maybe like for someone who wants to start a business right now. Honestly, it's really simple. It's just to get started and it's to have an open mindset that you don't know everything that you. So I like Marie Folio is another good book to read. Everything is figure outable is to approach every situation with a mindset of what questions can you ask to learn more from it? It's not about asking the right question. It's about asking good questions. So um, just honestly, to get started, that's literally, I know it sounds so simple because it is just getting started and you like it all fall in place from there because then you have you thinking differently the minute you get started because you realize you're really in it to do it. <laughs> and lastly, what's the best advice you've received on starting your own business or making it successful? Hmm. I've actually received a lot of good advice over the years and I also love to read books. So 
like if you never start then you're never gonna like go anywhere so like nothing changes then nothing changes and also just adding on to that i feel that's a win-win situation because if you have the mindset of not believing in failure and you know it's redirection then it's a win-win for you because either way you're learning from the process absolutely i always believe in like literally when i say fail forward you can always pivot to like sometimes i do pivot too fast like my team always jokes that sometimes we don't let things settle and see what happens if i see like something declines even slightly i'm like pivot never just <laughs> like we fell out like if you ever watch friends like that episode where like with the couch pivot pivot that's literally all i do oh all the time because at the end of the day, you have to be agile as an entrepreneur it definitely makes you more mindful of everything like another book i recommend for any entrepreneur is also called thank you for the feedback it's actually a book of how we take feedback as a human being based on like relational aspect, historical, and just how we receive overall feedback. And I never thought about it in terms of that until I read that book. And I realized that it's like how we don't always take the best feedback from our significant others because we have that relational aspect with them. And this can also go in terms with like how you deal with team members and how you grow your team and how you take feedback as a leader. Wow, yourself. all these books. I think I need to get started on these book recommendations that you're giving us. Well, I yeah, everyone always jokes that I need to like make a list because I will always recommend so many books because you can't like learn without reading. I always say podcasts, audibles, like this always like everyone's like I don't have time to read. I'm like Lily, audible books. Then don't read. <laughs> There's no, no excuses here again. No excuses. Exactly. There's always a way to do something if you really want it. You'll be surprised the way you find th- like ways to do something when you really I love want that. It. Okay, Janet, to wrap it up, I actually want to ask you a few fun questions. It's just my way of saying goodbye and for our <laughs> listeners to know a little more about you. Are we ready? Okay. Yeah. What's your go-to vacation spot? California. I do miss California Same, a lot. same. What's one thing you're looking forward to? I can't say because it's a secret. It's a little bit of a project that does involve like, growing JG even more and also just growing. Oh, yeah, it's a really Okay, don't time. mention it. No, don't mention it. We're waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, just a small product design and an expansion into like, I can tell you what it is. Like it's going to be in the home goods section. Ooh, interesting. What's your most accurate personality trait? <laughs> my anagram. It's like oh my, my- God. As to the anagram personality, is, and also even my Myers Briggs personality is spot on. So, my anagram personality is a three wing two, which means I'm an achiever with helpers. So, I always love, like, my friends always say that I always bend over backwards to help them, which I do because I, I mean, if I am I'm in a position to, I'm going to help whoever I can, but I'm also an achiever at the core as being an entrepreneur. So, I'm always after those next, like, benchmarks. Um, and then my personality, is, my Myers Briggs personality is like, extroverted it's actually called a campaigner enfj or something like that so i like to champion oh that's amazing that's a good trait though that's so nice yeah so i'm always here to cheer everyone on and that's yeah okay sunrise or sunset sunrise um sunrise because it's startup every day and what's one thing you appreciate about 2020 It's so funny. I actually appreciate it a lot. Me like, too. Me too. That's like, the thing. I, I just, right? Yeah, because I know everyone's like, 2020 is a dumpster fire. And also with the election, it has been tough. Like, don't get me, like, mentally. Like, it has been tough. But I'm really grateful for all the things because it allowed JG to really grow. Because 
we were already a work from home brand. So this just really helped us see the opportunity of how much further JG. I love go. that. And you guys are only going to go ahead from here. Like, that's amazing. I can't wait. Thank you. Well, Janet, this was it for this episode. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Your information, honestly, on this episode is gold. And I actually am going to re-listen to this episode. I'm literally going to re-listen because I know I'm going to start my business very soon. I'm still like in the process, but I know I'm going to get started because that's one thing I took from here. I'm getting started no matter what. Exactly. And everything will fall into place. Of course. So Janet, if you want to go ahead, drop in your social media and where people can find you. Instagram, as always, I'll go on Pinterest too, but Instagram at Gwen. So super simple. Perfect. This is it, guys. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk pod on Instagram for regular updates. Everything will be linked in the show notes. As always, remember to open up, share, and connect. I will talk to you guys in my next episode. See ya. Oh, 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 oh,